0: Hello, America. And today I, as I record this broadcast, it is coming from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And I've been told that those are two ridge, two uh, excuse me, two words, that there is an Oak Ridge, Oregon, which is one word, but Oak Ridge, Tennessee, that's two words. You know what? We're not selling encyclopedias. My wife said this the other day after we heard Ian Rice at the East Hill congregation in Pensacola, Florida, described his preaching trip to Kenya that took place, had taken place earlier that year. He detailed the day-to-day activities of the trip, including the classes, baptisms, conversations, and topics of discussion. He noted that the Christian men from Kenya, with whom he worked and traveled, were more aggressive, or could we say they were not afraid of asking the next, next question of encouraging the person wavering to ponder eternal realities, of not giving up easily when people tried to push them away or put them off. They were not afraid of running someone off as if they were merely selling some earthly product. There was a study that involved the mother and her daughter. And after a while, the mother said, we are done. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Instead of immediately leaving, one of the men said something like, excuse me, but salvation is not a family matter. Rather, it is an individual decision. Your daughter has her own soul and accountability to God. So while you might be done, you know, and we'll respect that, but your daughter could have some more questions. Are you done? In the end, because they asked and pressed the matter, did not give up easily, the daughter was among those who ended up baptized in the Christ. Boldness. Paul would pray or have others pray, pray for me, that I may have boldness in preaching the gospel and teach it the way that I should teach it. And you'll find prayers like that or requests for prayers like that Oh, in Ephesians chapter 6, about verse 18 and 19, you'll also find Colossians chapter 4, about verses 4 through 6, some thoughts along those lines. And of course, he told Timothy, preach the word, be urgent in season, out of season. That is when people are really listening to it, when it looks like your audience is into what you're saying and connecting with you, and preach it when it looks like nobody wants it either. (laughs) You know, preach it. Yeah, whether it's popular or not. Whether you're getting smiles or frowns from the audience or even if people are sticking their tongue out at you. Yeah, preach the word. At another study, the man of the house sought to avoid the power of the gospel. And he didn't need to obey it by arguing that he had, I've got too much on my plate right now in my life. Especially, he talked about the financial debt that he w- that was hanging over his head. Now, often I have seen people in America use similar excuses. Mark, what you're saying sounds good. Can't argue with it. But I just need to clear my plate before I can dive into that. I will get back to you. Easy to let it go at that. Yet the men here immediately reminded the man of the far more serious debt that was hanging over his head, his sins against God, and the good news that Jesus paid that debt and he could be released. And it's amazing how once that debt is removed, all lesser debts don't seem as consequential or they seem easier to manage. Hey, if I'm going to heaven and my sins are forgiven, that gives me extra energy to work on, clearing off my plate, whatever financial debt I have. And as a result of not backing down, the man was baptized. And then during the rest of the efforts to teach the gospel, he went with the men from house to house. And he immediately got involved in the Christian life and the mission to save others. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting. Hey, you know, Mark, I agree. I I need to make my life right with the creator. I need to make my life right with God. But before I do that, I've got some things that I need to, I need to make some room in my life for that. I need to clean some things off my plate. Ooh, wrong decision, wrong decision. Make your life, make your life right with God, and it, and put God first. Matthew six thirty three and thirty four, and you know what? All of a sudden, you will find that you have room on your plate for all sorts of things. Not only that, isn't it interesting that this guy says, "Well, first of all, man, I have no energy and time to be a Christian because I'm up to my eyeballs in debt." Isn't it interesting that once? He's baptized in the Christ and his sins are forgiven. Acts 2.38. Not only does the man have the time to be baptized and worship, like on a regular basis, right? Meet with God's people. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. But he's got time and he's got the energy to go out and help share the gospel to others. Wow. You know, that crates that that plate is not as crowded as you think it is. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil convince you, oh, you just got you got too many problems. It's it's the same sort of scenario when someone says, well, you know, before I become a Christian, I need to get my life together. Wrong answer. You're never going to get your life together apart from Christ. Rather, it's you go through the steps of becoming a Christian, which includes repentance. And it's amazing how quickly your life will come together. I've seen it. My life came together incredibly incredibly quickly. It came together over like one weekend. I went into that weekend a drunkard with all sorts of vices. I came out and I was no longer that. Such were some of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. Man, I've seen the gospel do that to people. You know, man, it's like a Friday. They're arrogant, overconfident. They trust in human wisdom, etc. On Monday, humble. Naaman the leper is a great example of that in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Take a look at that account sometime. You know, he's all upset that he's all upset that a big deal is not going to be made about his healing. And then he's supposed to just go to the Jordan and wash there seven times. The prophet didn't even come out to personally greet him, but sent his servant. Oh, he's angry. Once his servants talk to him, guess what? After being washed, he comes back humble, thinking. He's a thinking man. He's thinking about God and his relationship with God and how this is all going to work in the future. You know what? I really appreciate the reminder, hey, Mark, we're not selling encyclopedias. So avoid the temptation to tone it down so you can make a sale. Rather, don't give up so easily. Ask that one additional question. Press the point. Eternity, my friend, eternity is on the line. And as I ponder such things, I'm reminded of what Paul wished. When it came to the prayers from others for him, as I noted, that he would speak the gospel with boldness. Ephesians 6, 19. And that I would know how to respond to each person. Colossians 4, 6. Not only that, but to have speech seasoned with salt. Yeah. Give them some salt. Give them some salt, Mark. In fact, the other day, a while back, actually a couple of years now. In Opelika, Alabama, near Auburn, at a little roadside farmer's market, I bought some red skin peanuts and they did not skimp on the salt. Man, they're the best peanuts I've ever had. And when I got them, I said, I need a glass bottle of Coke or some would say, no, you need a glass bottle of RC Royal Crown Cola. And throw some of that salty, those salty little gems into that bottle of goodness. One of these days, I need to try that. When you think about it, the only message that should be preached with absolute confidence, this is the way it is, is the gospel. Is what the word of God says. For everything else is just human opinion. which. Like all human opinion, fallible, short-sighted, doesn't see the big picture, kind of lives in a bubble. Instead of proclaiming our opinions with boldness, let's reserve such boldness for the presentation of the gospel. If you're a Christian, and let's say you are in the sales, you work for an auto dealership, you're selling life insurance or car insurance but you work in sales you work in marketing is the kingdom of god getting your talents because the one thing that you should be able to present with absolute confidence with no reservations how how many of your products are like that for those of you in sales how many of your products or the things that you sell can you really recommend unequivocally without any sort of hesitation or with most of the products that you have, is there some little caveat of, yeah, I mean, this is pretty good, but, but the downside of this is blank. The downside of this is that, okay, the gospel, the gospel is, the gospel is the only thing that we should be able to present with absolute confidence with no reservations. Yep, we're not selling encyclopedias, bucko. Until next time, this is Mark for The Daily Answer. We'll see you in the funny papers.